Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. The topic for today's podcast episode is social media, the good and the bad and you know everything in between. And the kind of the inspiration for both the article we wrote on or that Jacob wrote on this topic and for this podcast episode specifically was the movie documentary or like the Netflix documentary. I think it was The Social Dilemma is what it was called. And it kind of just highlighted some interestingly, I guess, kind of negative ways social media has kind of drifted off to some tendencies that maybe aren't as positive as they're made out to be. And just it's I don't get the sense that they're trying to like tell us all to boycott all social media altogether. But I do think they're trying to get us to think, to really think about the apps we're using and kind of be more intentional about the time we're spending on there and to just really be aware. I think awareness is the the biggest key. And so they were just bringing awareness to some very important topics within social media. Point number one is that we're being sold. So just like we, the people, the people using the apps are kind of the money-making machines for these companies that's just kind of the way it's set up like i mean if the app is free if the platform is free how are they making money right and the system that facebook really pioneered off from the start and you kind of got to give zuckerberg credit for this is really a genius business model but it was to collect the data of those who were spending time on the social media apps like if you think about it from a business perspective it's actually like a genius setup if you develop a platform that you can keep people on for hours and hours and hours a day, the most lucrative thing that any advertiser wants is someone's attention and specifically more details about them so they can target them more specifically with very particular ads that not only get their attention, but get them to want to buy and that they track or that they have the ability to track like every moment you're spending on the app, all your the data that you enter into your profile, all the posts you're making, all your likes, all your the dislikes, everything between every imaginable metric they can track and they're able to monetize that. They can sell that data to other companies or they can sell ad space on their platforms for businesses to buy and to target us. So the first key point, the first thing to be aware of, which I think we're all kind of subconsciously aware of, but that it's good to be consciously aware of is that just we are being sold. Like when you're using an app, it's being monetized. Your time on there is being monetized and the app is just tracking what you're doing. Yeah. And the second main point here is that social media causes a lot of depression, anxiety, and suicide across our culture. Essentially how it works is every time that you participate in these apps, you have these instances where you get a little hit of dopamine. Maybe you post a picture and someone likes it, you get a hit of dopamine. Someone comments on the post and then you get a hit of dopamine. You do a video call with someone and you hit a dopamine and you just keep getting these hits. And over time, you need more and more hits of dopamine to feel the same amount of pleasure. It's just kind of like the more time you spend on the app, the more time you have to keep spending, the more success you have to have with it, the more likes you need to get to feel the same results that you felt initially when you got your first like on Instagram ever. you know. And so that's kind of where it starts to lead you is down a negative trail where you feel like you can never reach the same sense of pleasure from the app. And once you kind of have that lower level of dopamine, naturally it starts to cause a lot of mental health issues 
depression, anxiety, and suicide are just becoming increasingly popular. Um, and they're not entirely due to social media, but you know, it does play a major factor in some of those major issues in our society. The next thing I guess we should all be aware of is that the way that social media kind of influences our thinking and specifically our thinking about ourselves and just body image in general. The important thing to note with social media is that it kind of gives everyone the ability to curate the perfect image of themselves. So they have whatever they're posting online will very often not be negative about themselves. It's going to be like the as perfect as possible about their lives. And so when you're scrolling through someone's feed, you're just going to get this sense that they have a life that's vastly superior to yours. And when you see that over and over and over, over the hundreds, if not thousands of people you're following on social media, and whether they're just through the app or through real life acquaintances, you just get the sense that like you're the one with the the worst lot out of them all. But it's really not the case. It's important to remember that whatever is going on social media is probably the best that's happening to them in that moment. Like, I mean, they probably aren't going to be posting the negative things. They're going to be keeping that image um, high. And it's just don't judge yourself. You're not inferior to anyone out there, regardless of how their profile works or how their profile looks. Just don't lower your self-esteem. Just don't lower that image of yourself. Those are kind of the three main disadvantages that at least I took away from the social dilemma. There was a ton they talked about, and I highly recommend you check that documentary out. It was just amazing the way they put it together. And so now we kind of want to talk about some responsible social media use because Terry was kind of talking to me about this before this episode, how there's kind of two different types of people when it comes to self-improvement. The first group is kind of like Gary Vee, who's saying you need social media to have success in your business, in your life, just in general. So he's saying, get out there, network with people on social media, post all the time, do that kind of thing. Then there's the other group of people who just say social media is evil. It's the devil. Get rid of it and just don't associate yourself with social media whatsoever. Delete the apps, delete your accounts. Really, I think most people fall in the middle. I think Terry and I certainly do. And so that's kind of what we want to be sharing with you today is how you continue to use social media responsibly while still knowing the negative side effects that it may have on you. So one of the things that you can do is start decreasing the number of people that you follow. So I think I heard this from Nathaniel Drew, a YouTuber, and he said that on social media, you want to try to follow 150 people or less. Because way back when we were cavemen, essentially humans would stay together in groups or tribes of 150 people or less because that's sort of the maximum number of people that you can have connections with, like just biologically. Like beyond that, you really can't even have those connections with those people. There's just a max limit that you reach. And so I would encourage everyone to try to decrease the number of people that you follow. I used to follow around 300 people on Instagram, currently down to around 200. And every few weeks, I try to go through and trim that down. And I'm trying to get closer and closer to 150. I know it's hard and it seems almost impossible if you follow like maybe over a thousand people on Instagram or other social media networks. But you know, I think it's something that is that is critical to spending less time on social media and being less consumed by it. I just think that, you know, if you follow 2,000 people and you know, that's 10 times the amount of content that you're seeing versus if you were to only follow 200 people. And so that in theory, you should be spending 10 times less the amount of time on Instagram um, and being consumed by Instagram 
a lot less if you are able to trim down the number of people that you follow. And the next tip we have for using social media responsibly is probably my favorite. It's the one I've seen the most successful with, and that is just turn off the notifications for the app. Sometimes I'll notice myself start opening the app like regularly throughout the day, a lot more frequently than I should be. And more often than not, it's because I have notifications on. And the, when I get a ping, I'll just inst- like instinctively click it just to see what it is. And then I'll get caught in it's like an endless scrolling, which I'm sure we're all familiar with. And so the first step I often take is to just turn off all those notifications, turn off notifications and try to break the habit. Martha and I, after turning off notifications, I'll probably instinctively open the app once or twice more, but then I'll have to remind myself, no, wait, you know, we're not supposed to be here right now. Let's go and close the app and we'll check it when we want to check it. And so Jacob's going to get a little bit more into how to use social media responsibly on a daily schedule and how he does it. But basically the idea behind turning off notifications is that even though you might feel like, but what if I miss something important? What if I miss a message from a friend or something? I completely get the feeling in a previous podcast episode on productivity. That was kind of the feeling I get with email is the reason I haven't muted my email notifications is because I'm thinking like, what if I miss a really important email notification? Jacob kind of talked a little bit about how he set up his system with email notifications to kind of get the best of both worlds that works for him. I can completely relate to the sentiment of like, well, I don't want to miss anything important on social media. But what I would suggest is if you're intrigued by this conversation and by this podcast episode specifically on social media, it's probably a note or at least you're probably aware that you're spending too much time on social media. And so the best step you could do is just to kind of break that habit. And if there is genuinely people that you're connected with on social media that you need to see their messages, just let them know that the best way to get in touch with you is through a different platform like email or actual text messages. So I would still highly suggest finding a way to mute all your social media notifications because it just you'll be surprised at how much mental clarity it provides you on a daily schedule. Absolutely. And I just love that you brought up that point. And that was one of the key realizations that I had when it came to sort of developing a more healthy relationship with social media. And that's everything on social media runs on either a 24-hour schedule or more. And so I started to realize that there, as long as you check social media once a day, you should never miss anything in theory. Now you might happen to you know miss something, but at the end of the day, I don't really think it's that big of a deal if you miss one thing. And so once you kind of become comfortable with that idea that you're not missing out, as long as you check social media once a day, I think you can start to develop a healthier relationship with social media. Here's what I did. I first started off by taking a detox from social media. We'll talk about that more in a second. But when I came back, I started to think, well, how can I use this more responsibly? How can I not let social media be something I'm constantly checking and being constantly consumed by? And I started to realize that I could only check social media once a day and I would still never miss a thing and I would be just fine. And so I tried to come up with a time throughout my day where I could check it and not have it affect me in a negative way. So I didn't want to check it in the morning because I don't like starting my day off with something that is that might, I guess, you know, make me in, in a worse mood than I currently am. I think social media, depending on what you see, has the ability to affect your emotional state at that time. If you feel like you missed out on some big thing, you might feel sad that you missed out on that. I mean, granted, it could make you happier, but I feel like most times I feel worse after I get on social media than I did before. And so I didn't want to check it in the morning. 
I didn't want to check it in the middle of my day because I'm just trying to work throughout that time. And I didn't want to check it right before bed because I don't want it to be the last thing I'm thinking about. So those were kind of the, the three processes that I thought about when it came to picking a time to check social media. And what I came to realize is that the best time for me personally is in the evening, sometime after dinner, but before my nightly routine is the best time for me to check social media. Typically it's around seven or eight o'clock. And essentially I just decided that I was going to have the self-discipline to do this. And so kind of what Terry was talking about is whenever I would just, you know, instinctively open up my social media apps, I would immediately realize, wait a second, I'm not supposed to be on this app right now. And I would just close it. And eventually it's become such a habit where I don't even think to check my social media apps until that intentional time around seven or eight o'clock every evening. And so it took a lot of self-discipline in the, in the beginning, but now it's just become such a habit where I only check it once a day. And the brilliant thing here is that I only probably check it for about five minutes before, you know, when you're checking it every 20 minutes um, throughout your day, I think what happens is you see maybe one or two new posts but then you go and you scroll through and look at all the old posts that you've already seen. And that's just such a waste of time. And I think that if you're able to get it down to checking once a day, you're going to spend a lot less time looking at old posts and only focus on the new content that's come out that day. One last suggestion we'll leave you with here in regards to how to use social media responsibly. If you find yourself kind of stuck in this spiral of like you're on social media like two, three, four, five hours a day, and you just feel like it's a habit you can't break. Because I've, I've been there before. And there's been days when I ended, you know, headed to bed and I look at my calendar and I realize, you know what? I basically spent way too much time on social media today. And it's the most frustrating feeling ever. And if that happens several days in a row, it's even worse of a feeling. So my number one tip for combating that, if you've tried muting notifications and it hasn't worked and you're still opening the app and getting stuck in like this endless scroll is to just delete the app. You don't have to delete your social media accounts. I mean, I haven't, but I actually just did this like what, two or three days ago. And I deleted my Twitter app, my Instagram app, the Facebook app. And I just deleted it all because I noticed I was spending it. I was starting to sabotage my productivity by just accidentally scrolling too much. It might sound a little extreme, but I found that actually enjoyed my days significantly better. I found a whole lot more. I guess I just felt happier after doing it. It didn't stress me out as much. Initially, when you delete the app, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to miss on so much. Like it's going to be the worst thing ever. And then you'll notice like after like a day or two, you just completely forgot that you even did it. And you'll just, for some reason, just feel better for it. So it's, it's kind of tough to do in the moment, uh, but give it a little bit of time. And I promise you'll feel significantly better. Yeah. And I would just say that you know, that doesn't have to be a permanent solution. I think that the idea behind it is that maybe you take a little detox for a week or two. I've done it. I think that most I've ever done it is for like a month and that typically works just fine, but even a week or two gets the job done. And so I would just say that's such an important step to take. And even before you begin to implement any of the other steps we talked about, maybe just start with that detox, like the temporarily deleting the app Throughout the time that you're off of social media, think about how you would normally use it. Think about any changes you can make to using it in the future um, and just kind of observe what's going on. You'll probably notice a few different ways that you want to change your social media usage in the future. And so I would just recommend you give that a try first, and then you can kind of develop your plan going forward after you've 
done that initial detox. And so with that, that actually wraps up today's episode. I just hope you guys got some useful information about this. I definitely recommend that you check out that documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. I think it'll just be so eye-opening and also inspirational with how you should move forward with your social media usage. That's what inspired me to write this post. And I just think that was such a great documentary, one of my favorites that I've ever watched. And so check out that documentary. And with that, I hope you guys have some better luck with social media in the future. Thank you for listening to the Team Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 